0: Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Antoine Tui. And this is Invasion of the Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. Too pretty to get (laughs) bit. All right, no, we're back for another episode of Invasion of But are we alone? No, we're not back alone. We brought another friend along to talk about some zombies with us. And if you know, if you listen to any other episodes about this zombie series, is that the hitch is the guest picked the movie. So we brought along, and who's the guest? It's Ben motherfucking Galley. Ben, tell the folks who you are what you do, and what movie you chose for us to watch.
1: Hi, everyone. I am uh, Bengali. I'm an author of Dark and Epic Fantasy, originally from the UK, now living on the West Coast of Canada. And I thought it'd be great if we talked World War Z.
0: Awesome, the, the 2013 movie directed by Mark Foster, starring Brad Pitt. Um, do you, uh, it's it's pretty much it's an adaptation of a ridiculously famous novel. Max Brooks saw like two million copies or something mm-hmm. of World War Z. And like, if you got any history with the book, or was your was the movie your first kind of um, exposure to the franchise?
1: This is awful for an author, isn't it? But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the film was the first uh, interaction I had with it, and yeah, um, you could have lied. After- yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on a sky. I would have wrote I would
0: have wrote you. I would have broke. Should have lied. Yeah, 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 should have
1: yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you can edit this so I can lie now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I got you. I got you. Get in the
2: post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, it was my first um time actually watching it. Um, I remember, what? Yeah, World it's been War II. For years, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's been every I remember like years. It was the whole thing. Brad Pitt was like, I want to make a, a zombie film that my kids can watch. What? No, yeah, yeah. I went like, dude, you can watch a zombie film that my balls can watch. And, uh, but then I watched it. And actually, like, I, I, there is a lot of viciousness in it. They kind of went with this uh, super zombie kind of role where they're not just fast, but they're nigh on unkillable unless you completely destroy the brain. And even mm-hmm. at that, they were burning them to make to make absolutely sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, the level, the intensity in this film is phenomenal. I'm just going to mm. say it. It was it was absolutely fantastic. I think it I think was you're right. And you know, for a guy who's an an author of like epic fantasy or an epic epic fiction, I think this was an epic fiction. You know, it, oh, it, the yeah. scale was absolutely phenomenal. Mm. The intensity was really really mm. high. Uh, the danger was ever present, uh, and you know, like Unless you were literally in the air in a helicopter over international wars, it was basically the only mm. time that somebody wasn't completely under attack. <laughs> and in fact, even that's not true because they the took a helicopter to down, yeah. yeah <laughs> old old same. Same. So, even <laughs> that, I, I just realized oh, as, as I talk, scene, yeah. yeah, scene, yeah, I'm talking, even that's that. not true. So, even that's that, terrifying. even, even the, the one little point, the one little caveat I made. I just realized instantly it wasn't true. So it was just it was it was super super intense film. Is this something that speaks to you because of Bengali the author? Or is this just something you <coughs> like the film? Uh, anyway,
1: mm, both. I mean, I as an author, I really like to to watch kind of film adaptations and read the book or vice versa. And just because I, I like the idea of uh, bringing you know uh, fiction to screen uh, to the screen. And also, I've just been a massive cinephile since I was a kid. I mean, I grew up with. Um, a huge library of VHS's that my dad you know, mm-hmm. was into He's a massive film buff as well and my mom and I just you know we always used to wander down to Blockbuster you know twice a, twice a week and that was kind of like what we did we just see what new films are out and devour things we haven't seen in a while and yeah so I'm always watching films all the time and then so zombie films are also kind of something that uh, really speak to me I do I wouldn't say I'm a doomsday prepper. <laughs> yeah. I don't have cupboards full of canned food. Well, I only got one, but um, you know, I I like to. Like, I don't have classify. cupboards full of
2: canned food. Sorry, yeah. I don't have many cupboards full of. Canned food. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Basically yeah. what you just did. That's it. I, mean, I, I have one my... cupboard. You know, I don't <laughs> I have, have too many cupboards. I, like, yeah, yeah.
1: And I got two two zombie killers right here. I mean, I've got like one. <laughs> That's okay, awesome. it, even it even sang. It, it even sang. He straight yeah. up
2: just. Okay, <laughs> two machetes, and the second yeah. one looks like if a machete was a medieval weapon. That's <clears> it. it.
1: This the Spartan sword, yeah. the got but yeah, <laughs> it's uh, something that I'm just—I don't know—I like the idea of as a as fiction is also kind of like imagining it. Well, not imagining. I don't like imagining it, but it's something that you know the apocalypse genre uh, or the disaster—not disaster film—but you know that similar kind of world-ending events have been discussed in you know umpteenth amounts of films. Mm. Um, But I kind of grew up with those. You know things like Armageddon. You know, the core, you know, that sort of stuff. Well deep ending. impact. Geological, deep impact. There we go. Yeah. Geological and you know, just events like that. It's also, yeah, the zombie film always had a place in my heart because it's just complete destruction mm. and complete removal of humanity. And it's scary, you know, being bitten by something and then turned into it is, you know, that kind of almost like Eldritch horror, that kind of uh, something that's deep in the in the in the depths of our minds, I think. Um, you know, from the time it's just worried about being bitten yeah. by snakes and spiders. Worse than, that, um, isn't the worst and worse than, than death, isn't it? Yeah, worse thing. than death. Yeah, Mm. it's becoming like it's
2: becoming like you. I don't know if you're a father, but Vinny is. I can imagine Vinny became the thing that became a danger to his daughter. Mm. That's Mm. much, much, much worse than being killed instead of his daughter. If he got killed in front of his daughter in this scenario, he become the thing. That's a danger. That, exactly. That's that's so terrifying on mm. so many levels. And yeah. you remember the first guy that gets bit with like not the first guy to get but like uh, and and they had the kids song and it's like counted mm. to twelve mm. or whatever yeah. and it's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. I can't remember. I can't hear the song in my head, but it took twelve seconds between yeah. bite. And it was like a train leave.
0: station or so, one stop or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah uh, and he's uh, just
0: watching in the street. Yeah, it's only yeah, Glasgow of uh, that uh, section, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Mm. And uh, it's mm. just that the guy just turns and then he's and I remember like, this is what I mean, they're kind of super zombies, which I'm not always a big fan of because yeah. they were like beating their head off the, the windshield and mm. I thought, well, they're just going to die. I mean, you know, you're, you're eventually going to get your own. Head. You know, you're not going to last yeah. long if you have no um sense of self-preservation exactly if you yeah. just jump off jump off a building or if you just run through glass you cut a femoral artery or, and you'll bleed out mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be but they did mm-hmm. seem to be fairly unstoppable and this guy turned in 12 seconds and I remember where and, and I thought there was such a good plot telling device because I thought you remember when Brad Pitt thinks he, he gets blood in the mouth so he runs mm-hmm. to the edge of a building and mm-hmm. he starts counting to 12 and if he it's starts like, to feel anything yeah he'll just yeah. jump off the building rather than turn yeah. on his own doors and I thought mm. that it had so many scenes like that that I have to say were I thought it was a good choice. Basically, it was a film yeah. that I should have watched up till now and I didn't.
1: Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, the, the global aspect is something that I really liked to. And I know they dumbed it down. Uh, between, it's apocalyptic. You know. It's apocalyptic. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just, I mean, the thing is, the World War Z, uh, mm. sorry, the 28 days later, uh, you know, zombie was, I think, you know, um, as far as I know, the first time that someone made zombies able to like run at you incredibly fast, fast. Mm. and that to me fucking terrified me because mm. zombies in the show of the Dead or the you know Romero films, you know, you can kind of push them away with a stick, and you know, just like shut the it's door their relentlessness, the yeah, numbers game, the fa- yeah, and it's the in it I'll wait listen.
2: outside for ten years. Like, don't worry, yeah. I, I was in. You'll get, you'll start to go crazy. You'll start yeah. to go bored. But we'll wait here for ten years, twenty years, <laughs> we'll never stop. Not that's exactly. what zombies are, but this one had no. that aggressive Pipe.
1: That's it. And then I think World War Z introduced the idea of them as a swarm or a mob or as a giant crowd and what they mm-hmm. can achieve when they're just like these mindless, almost like kind of uh, insect swarms. And I think that's kind of the other terrifying part is the sheer num- number of them. So it's got that frantic or like the sort of fearful aspect of World War, I keep saying World War Z, 28 days later, but on a bigger scale, both on the zombies front, but also, yeah, the fact, you know, they go to this country, that country. Mm. Um, it's, you know, you see that nuclear explosion in it when they're over India, uh, you know, it's happening all over the world and I think, you know, that's why it's just it's oof, nowhere safe at least not for long. That bit mm. Israel gets me as well because I'm just like it's <laughs> are horrifying to see them all go over the wall but I'm just like, why would
2: you be singing <laughs> happy to survive
1: <laughs> but shut up <laughs>
2: like, Who am I like, you know, know where are the survivors like Okay, like, uh, don't get me wrong. My sister and her three-year-old daughter were ripped apart in front of me. But, I, you know, uh, I'm happy to be here. And, uh, <laughs> um, <I am> alone. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. But even when they all start falling and they, mm. they kind of survive it, you realize that. But also, you're after kind of triggering something to me when you kind of said, uh, um I, I, insect like it was like and obviously they were operating on a system almost like not hyper intelligent but on mm. a system that insects do like you get up on my back uh, yeah a high mind where there was yeah. just driven and that's you know why they didn't go for disease hosts and stuff and that's well it's not like high intelligence but like it also is that they're mm. reacting in the best way to implement destruction while they they themselves surviving yeah. and multiplying like they were it was a terrifying take on the mm. the zombie classic although yeah, I felt more like an action film
1: yeah mm. yeah absolutely I mean I know they tried to strip out uh, well had to strip out a few of the because the extended cut as well which I didn't see for years after I see the theatrical cut and then, yeah there's like extra bits which it's you know extra gore as well as the actual kind of actual horror but yeah. they do kind of add a bit more of uh you know just an essence into it like yeah I kind of like it but yeah. It's just, it, I mean, I, I'm happy with go. I like go. It could have been more gory here and there, but it could have been more gory, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: it was trying to go mainstream, I think, wasn't it? They're going up mainstream yeah. appeal. Whereas, like mm, you PG-13, know, what I mean, like, yeah. yeah, blockbuster movie, you know, that kind of thing. Like, and there's a big issues with this movie because, like, the last forty minutes had to be completely reshot Reshot, yeah. Um, because uh, the ending was too bleak or something. We saw a completely different ending where um Jerry and uh, what was her name Seeger um the yeah. Israeli lady and um they went to like Russia and seemingly they fall oh, the,
2: the Red
1: Square scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and
2: they, i I've no idea what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it seemed like... The, the, yeah, the, the, sorry, I just watched the film for the
2: first time yesterday and yeah. the ending was the ending that he, mm. he he gets sick. And it was actually, and now that you say it, it felt like it was shoehorned in because he just comes back sick and all of a sudden it's like, oh, the vaccine or whatever has been implemented through. And I thought, well, okay, you got there quite quick. Like, yeah. how, did Brad, mm. how did they make Brad Pitt not sick anymore? So, yeah. No, they in, injected Brad Pitt straight away. Ruth Neger did when he came out. No, well, I didn't see that either. Yeah, Brad Pitt walks out It just jumps to the end I didn't see Runega injecting him Yeah no Mm.
0: Brad Pitt walks through There's a whole mob of zombies Yeah he drinks a Pepsi And he kicks the machine Yeah, And they all go I think it's grape Grape flavour Not to you know yeah, sorry, okay. He's called <laughs> me out and he's right. I never watched the film, and if I did, I no, would just known. Like, a, a, like a 30 minute, like uh, catch up fucking video. And yeah, uh, yeah. so no, I watched <laughs> this film and I enjoyed this film more yeah. than I mm.
2: thought I was going to.
0: Yeah, no, the uh, one, even the whole
2: did you remember when he's in Jerusalem? They had the idea, and I thought it was a good story to him, of the tenth man,
1: mm, yeah. which does exist in Israel, it's just not cool, which is which, yeah. which is
2: so. And they were saying that like, we didn't think, and then we didn't think. So, yeah. mm-hmm. obviously, if nine people agree, we need a tent man who absolutely prepares for the mm-hmm. thing that we hundred percent think isn't going to happen. Yeah, and that was so when I I never, you know, when something's so truly new to you, mm-hmm. that was just such a truly new idea to me. Like, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, it's 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 a twist on ideas. I've heard it's not like. It's not like the, a scene a color I've never seen in my life before. I'm not trying to overstate it, but I remember just mm. thinking that is like, how did you know? How were you ahead of it? And mm-hmm. the guy I thought it was going to be like that, they, that Israel had some um, secret information that they didn't release to the world or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a case of no, I because clever, it was my I mean. job based on the little information we yeah. have to act like it was exactly the doomsday scenario.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I love thought it, I mean, that was that's...
2: such a fucking cool idea.
1: It is, it is so true. And it's. I think, it, yeah, it is, from what I know, it's based on something that does exist in Israel. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think, like, uh, Max Brooks came up with a different name, or the film came up with a different name. But yeah, in, in terms of that, I mean, the, the book is, has got so much more darkness in, and you kind of see it in World War Z to a point. There's, you know, allusions are made to, is it North Korea or South Korea? Just put, I think it's North Korea, North Korea. Putting out everyone's teeth. Yeah. Overnight, so they can bite people, and it's literally a throwaway sentence when they're like with that army battalion in in South Korea, mm-hmm. and um and you know I was in the book. There's like Israel knows first. There's you know mass cullings. South Africa uses sort uh, of like um citizens as human bait to draw yeah. the undead. So there's all these like incredibly desperate global level things that happen where people are just treated like i don't know a, a meat you know yeah. byproduct or whatever just as so some can survive and so yeah you kind of allude to that in the film but i think there's a lot more darkness which is you know the delicious stuff um and the bit that's truly horror uh, in the book which yeah the 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 kind of the longer uncut version t- kind of touches a bit more on but yeah mm. even the PG-13 still you know with the illusions it just oh, it, it gives you that like oh I want to see more of it but I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. yeah.
0: Uh, Oh man, in, in the book the whole North Korea thing like they talk about how North Korea went dark and they went underground mm. and stuff that there could be 4 million or 40 something or 4 million or 40 million or something I don't know what the population of North Korea is but, mm. I, um, but like they're saying that there could be millions and millions of zombies he knows that it has a
2: four. yeah I, I it feels I,
0: confident <laughs> the, I've only read the Four book thousand? once. Yeah, only, I know. I was, but they're saying there's like millions, uh, there could be millions of zombies on the ground. And I just like, I would love if Max Brooks had just even taken that. Part of the story, and yeah, they did yeah. a spin off where you have a tactical team coming in to see the, the leftovers of North Korea, and like, they yeah. have to go into the subterranean tunnels and be like, terrifying, right? Yeah, it'd be incredible. Man, yeah. It's I, I, yeah,
2: I also, um, I think we can might be able to all agree, I'm not sure, but I love when a good zombie film is that if you are just an average Joe and you wake up in the middle of the end of the world, is that you don't always get all of the information. And mm. all this film had so many people who were just caught by surprise. Mm. Yeah. And they were just completely taken out because it's not a case of. And now in this film, to be fair, had Brad Pitt, who was whatever it was, he was. <laughs> I, I don't know what you would <laughs> call him. A UN it, person. In, yeah, 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 yeah. A UN yeah. investigator. But he, uh, but it the same that got caught in the middle of it. And that's what I love in the zombie things. And that's why when I was watching this, I was like, yeah, I should have watched this before because despite the fact that I wish it had more violence, which is such I know, mm. a pedestrian thing to actually yeah. wish. But I always, like, when zombies attack, they destroy. Mm. That's, and that's what I love about zombies.
1: Well, that's, that's it as well, because the, the, that, I think, is what makes, you know, um, zombie films not only quite, quite pervasive and, like, there's huge amounts of them. And, um, you know, they keep being either reinvented or just redone, or it's, you know, we're never going to run out of zombie films, I feel. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, and yet it's, I think it's because it's uh, we have that inherent fear of disease and infection. And at the same time, they're also a monster horror. They are Mm. especially in you know World War Z 28 Days and Weeks Later, they're a physical monster that you have to fight off that is seeking to rip you apart and like predator. Exactly, predator. And it's just this um kind of like unification of those two aspects of disease and horror and that kind of aspect, and becoming one of them and ceasing to be yourself, as well as the monster horror. And also, then you've got this apocalyptic aspect, because I mean, like zombies exist, Game of Thrones has zombies in, right? Technically, Um, but with that, I mean, it's always the, the breakdown of society that happens so quickly, uh, especially in World War Z, you're going from, like, one dude speeding past in a, on a bike, you know, uh, that police guy taking off his wing mirror in the, uh, mirror in the opening scene, to, like, an Indian uh, nuclear detonation, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, or even in that first bit, like, within 10 minutes... They are like I think they're supposed to be in Philadelphia. That's you know, Glasgow. Um, <laughs> oh, really? And it's yeah, it's filmed literally. I think it's Glasgow, it's definitely Scotland. It's Glasgow, Edinburgh. But I'm pretty sure it's Glasgow. Yeah, really? you know, that's that scene. Yeah, you know, they imported all the kind of like uh, there are taxis that are yellow in Philadelphia as well. But you know the American cars and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And then yeah, it's um, you can see people filming it outside, not in the film, but you can see videos of people filming that outside their windows and the, in those flats. Uh, And yeah, but even in that scene, it just devolves from, yeah, that one police officer, one guy being bitten. Obviously, there's that uh, exponential spread that it has that happens within 12 seconds, like a disease. It's just, oh, it's horrifying. And then all of Philadelphia is burning, you know, for that night immediately (laughs) so it's yeah that riot and then you see what kind of humans are capable of as well pushing shoving trampling anyone just to save themselves i don't know i just feel like zombie films just bring out or touch on so many multiple fears both modern and kind of um you know archaic stuck in our head and uh yeah i think all of that together just (laughs) it's
0: it's zombies it's like it's like the black plague come to life or something isn't it yeah Yeah, you know what i mean the black death which is a short story I did once. But yeah. yeah. Oh, man, there's actually yeah. a, a, an, an OK. I won't say it's a really good comic book series, but it's one called Pestilence. And it's kind of about, Ooh. you know, um the, the Black Death and zombies yeah. and stuff. It's just that. Whoa, is
2: that what Pestilence is about.
0: Yeah, it, it, it could have it been better, though, I think, because for the subject matter, I think they kind of left too much on the table, if you know that anyway. Kind
2: of mm. Actually, it's funny, that ties into World War Z as well, because I thought that there was... You know, there was one, there's there's two scenes I'm going to talk about real quick. One was when he gets the helicopter and he gets it off the top of the building and some of the zombies jump off the building. But one guy jumped where he was nowhere lined up with the helicopter. (laughs) He got, he ran up there (laughs) to jump off the building. (laughs) There had nothing to do with the helicopter. Or even they just like the helicopter's like here and it takes off and it's just dude. It's like 15, 20 yards that way. And he jumps (laughs) off the building and it's (laughs) going, what's your deal? But the other thing I thought was brilliant. you know when Brad Pitt is on the plane? It's before they go to Jerusalem. It's Mm. wherever they go before that. And he's talking to this guy and he has this great monologue. He's like... Nature oh. is the greatest yes. serial killer. Yeah. 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 And then he like instantly falls and shoots himself, yeah. shoots himself
1: through, then he falls on his gun. So as, yeah, because yeah, he's like a I, scientist. Yeah, the scientist guy. such a throwaway. I had to, I had to yeah. watch
2: that scene four yeah. times because like I was it's watching so it. Pointless. I, was, I was watching it and it was fine, and it was like, <laughs> Oh, he's fallen, he's hurting. Himself. And then like Brad Pitt's like going, Oh, he's dead. And was is he
0: dead? Yeah. Why well, is he dead? No, he said he fell. The, I had to
2: go back. Yeah. I had to go back. Yeah, and then it was like yeah, he it's an
1: interesting uh, was isn't it? Yeah, yeah so I don't know. It's like it is throwaway, but like it does itself. Why
2: it give him the spiel? It just had that monologue Nature is the yeah. greatest serial killer of w- all. I mean, that's, that's of... all
1: he was. He had to deliver that line and give uh, should... Jerry some cat some information, right? Yeah, exactly. Give him know
0: So he's an information character
1: exactly but he's got yeah quite the ignoble end of,
0: I mean it's he falls. It kind of do you think it was a case yeah. of like they were like oh the pointlessness of death or some bullshit that's the only thing I can see over I
1: there. can kind of glean that from it whereby of course yeah it was just and, weird to me
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. of course <laughs> you know what you're right
2: you know like everyone I always when uh, you talk about like strange deaths, and there's a, a famous guy in Austria but like maybe 400 years ago and he had, like, the longest beard in the world, but, like, everyone, somebody screamed fire, and he went to run away, and he stepped on his beard and fell and broke his own neck. Oh and kind of gone, like Yeah, and he's kind, yeah. Of kind of going, like, okay, maybe, like, sometimes, like, yeah, you're important and you're wise or you're considered, like, an elder, but, like, dumb shit happens. Still and human, I'm, yeah. Yeah, still human. But this, but this guy just falling and shooting himself in the head, I remember <laughs> just thinking, like, Again, I had to, because even when he fell, it didn't sound like a gunshot to me or something. I, yeah. I just ended up having to watch it a bunch of times going, it doesn't look like he got shot in the Man, head. I
0: don't know. I I was like, I
2: need to make sure about
0: this. For me, it was weird, though, because that scene in South, in South Korea is one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. But it's sandwiched in between two of the dumbest parts of the entire movie. Like Which the, are... the, the guy just falling on his own gun. And later on, uh, Brad Pitt's wife, Maria <laughs> Enyos, when she rings him when they're like cycling through and like pretty much everybody dies oh yeah yeah that yeah. is so stupid. Like, why, like, like
1: your phone, why would your phone go off? It's, it is it's quite a dummy move, isn't it? Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's like, why wouldn't you put it on silent? The guy literally says, let's not make a sound. Uh, he's a special forces dude talking to a UN investigator. I'm sure he would take his words and go, oh, put my phone on silent. Turn my phone <laughs> off. You know, battery yeah. Life's limited. Why does he constantly have it on in the first place? Anyway, like, you know what I mean? You're like, I'll ring mm. you at six. You know what I mean? I'll ring you at six every day. If you don't hear yeah. from me, call for help. Keep your phone off then, until then. Like, I that scene just really, really annoyed me because, uh, like, because the part in between in South Korea is probably one of the best parts in the whole movie, where you start getting some real information about you get the North Korea mm-hmm. thing and you get like how the outbreak occurred on the base and like you get the scene then with the doctor and how to set them on fire and stuff like that. Like, so the, in the middle was amazing, and I would have loved to see a bit more of a is it James Badge Dale or something? I think his name is
1: yeah, the oh. guy from The Pacific.
0: Yeah, I would have liked yeah. to seen a bit more of his character. You know, I think he would have been a good character. Maybe he can keep alive and bring on to another scene and bring on to mm. another place, you know, because he's such a strong actor. But like, I no, I just, that scene in the middle was awesome, but was sandwiched between yeah. two of the dumbest moments of the movie <laughs> for me, I think
1: yeah that's kind of strange because they had like some big characters it was like ed harris was supposed to be in it as well and brian cranston was supposed to be in it but they had to do it something sounds like it was
2: chopped the ship because you, you i feel like when you're talking about south korea you're talking now you're talking ed harris who mm. by the way like if he slept with my fiancé, I'd be like, what do you need for breakfast, sir? I Why, love do, you that. Go there? Why do you always have to go there?
0: <laughs>
2: I'm hoping that when you find out I've been sleeping around this entire time, that kind of like...
0: Oh, she tells me daily. Man. It's got a whimsical premise. <laughs> she
2: tells me that. <laughs> but I, um, I, I, do, I, I do feel like you're talking about a different movie. In fact, like again, I sat down and I watched this movie and I took, I didn't take notes, but I was like, I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about this. And now I feel like South Korea at heart. Guys, oh, I no, were, you. I was. Yeah, they this weren't movie. in it.
1: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> they were supposed to be in it, but, you know, and then they had, um, what's his face from Lost? Uh, Matthew Fox. Para- That's it. Matthew Fox as mm. like the jumper, paratroop, or something like that. Mm. And I'm like, I know he in the book has a relationship or like an affair with uh, Brad Pitt's character's wife. Um, that's also you know, spoilers. Um, yeah, I get it, you know, that sort of thing happens, but then like he's still a kind of a reasonably big actor just to play literally a five second part, yeah. and like, yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, do you see these little cameos? And you're like, what
2: well,
0: What happened with uh, Matthew Fox's character is that like the last minute, the last 40 minutes were recut, he was supposed to have. An entire relationship with uh, Brad Pitt's wife that played out mm. seemingly in the last 40 minutes. Jerry was supposed to have never met at home. That him and Seeger went and fought, uh, started fighting a war in Russia against the the, uh, yeah. the zombies. Seemingly it was a cut to like several years later. He's still fighting the war. Matthew Fox has been having a relationship with his wife because he's been blackmailing her, you know, for safety and stuff like that. And all that original like 40 minutes at the end came up. To the studio uh, execs, they were like, oh no, it's way too bleak. And they had to cut it out and reshoot the whole thing at massive cost. Um, yeah. him, Brad Pitt didn't like it, neither did the studio execs. He said it was too bleak. And that's why Matthew Fox jealous. was literally only in it for like five minutes or two, yeah, yeah, I
1: never knew that.
0: Yeah, his entire oh, room really cool. was cut out of it.
1: Yeah. So I know I had a massive budget. There's <laughs> some problems with budget. 200 it. Highest, that was the, yeah, the highest grossing zombie film of all time, though, mm. which I found out I didn't realize that. Yeah.
0: It's like 450 million, I think. Uh,
2: yeah. People like it, but there's obviously just this point where they don't want it to cross, where it's just well, uh, the violence, just the gore mm, in the violence. Yeah, and yeah, this okay. film had the epicness beyond any zombie film that I can certainly think of just off, off the top of my head. I mean, like them being able to claim each other like insects that they get over a wall of mm. Jerusalem. Like, I've never seen that. I can't think of anything that I can yeah. equate to that. I've seen 28 Weeks. No. 28 days and I, I you know i've seen fast zombies slow zombies i've seen fairly unkillable zombies um but i've never seen anything like these things that can fall from 60 meter walls yeah, after climbing it up it, you know there was and get up yeah, yeah so the actual scope of it was so huge but the actual violence of it actually I, again i thought it was going to be so soft that's why i didn't watch it I, when i sit down to watch horror movies i want to watch horror movies yeah. but there was a lot there was the one the soldier who blew himself up. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like I remember. Yeah. The, 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 the girl who gets her hand bit and, and Brad Pitt just chops it off. Like, I mean, see that was real shit. Like that. I remember just thinking, yeah. I remember just thinking this is actually a real zombie movie. But I feel I felt like they were like uh, strategically careful mm. to not cross a line yeah. where you could say that it's this kind of horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, low, a more bit. violence than more violence than twenty eight weeks later. Ultimately. Because you were but not as visceral. Mm. So yeah. not as you know. So as, again, like, but as a cinephile, I like to make sure that it's eighteen plus. Mm. Or, or for a zombie movie? No, it was a joke about <laughs> <laughs> I <had> nothing. <laughs> I was, I was getting, I was getting nothing from you, know I was
0: getting nothing. <laughs> you know, oh. cinephile, eighteen plus. Ah. Like, just, you know, oh, uh, I see. I'm right. wasted. <laughs> The writers, I'm wasted on it. Yes, <laughs> it's the audience's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, one thing I loved about this, though, is that like, it's something you talked about earlier, Ben, is the escalation of events. Mm. Like, You know what I mean? And along with the escalation was the investigation. And like Brad Pitt's investigation of the events and how he was trying to find Patient Zero. Like it's Another movie that I really, really enjoy, and it's a really bleak movie, is Contagion. And I just mm. love that whole thing where people are kind of like, there's a massive event, and you're backtracking through everything else, and you're trying to figure out the cause of the event, and you're kind of going back over, you know, uh, like you're kind of tracing someone's steps, and this day in this case, they're tracing the virus or whatever, you know. Mm. And, and one of my favorite parts with the movie, it's like with the scope and scale and stuff, was that we got to see, um, the, the 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 part in South Korea and Israel and all these different things. But like, do you like that in movies where you see someone mm. kind of backtracking? And or finding out information through like flashbacks or people filling yeah. stuff in from events that they've experienced.
1: Yeah, I love a good investigation. I mean, like I find um you know it's it's a lot of kind of mystery uh within my books especially as well you know there's always something that needs to be figured out or something needs to be found or hunted down or you know the, who killed who <laughs> that sort of yeah. thing and I think I find that like a really satisfying um just kind of device in terms of story planning and, and plotting things out because you know everyone loves a mystery and you know the actual act of investigation is fun I mean that's why I really enjoyed uh the new Batman film for example mm. um mainly because it's you know no spoilers but it's it's no, that's not CD, world yeah. level. Yeah. It's uh it's not world level, you know, Dark Knight rises or even Batman versus Superman, like I talk about Batfleck. That's an entirely another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um but in terms of that, you know, it's it's not uh World level epic, uh, you know, gods and mother boxes and cyborgs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's just this dude in a cape with a sick ass car hunting down a serial killer. Basically, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. So I think, yeah, I really love a film with investigation into, or you know, something that's really drives the plot forward. Not just, I mean, survival is great. Survival itself is, is terrifying, and so I like films like, um you know, The Road, for example. Uh, you know, that's kind of a yeah. It's it's grim. It's it's bleak. Uh, it's, but yeah, it's, it's just got kind of like, uh, no plot apart from just keep moving or even book of eli yeah. as well it's just he has to keep moving and yeah. so i think you yeah, know the added investigation of it really kind of keeps the plot of world war z going for it and enables him to meet new people i mean yeah like runs into doctor who at the end in peter Capaldi, which i didn't <laughs> find this out earlier uh, just doing a bit of research for this i found out that he was listed as who as in world health organization <laughs> in the credits uh, because they knew he was going to be doctor who they had insider information like some of the peeps who were like, kind of uh, producing it, knew yep. that it was going to come out, and then it was announced two months after <coughs> the film's launch, yeah, uh, by the BBC. So, yeah, they kind of like they've put an Easter egg into World War Z <laughs> <for Doctor laughs> Who fans, which is quite cool. Um, but yeah, yeah,
2: what did you think of the most unrealistic thing of everyone taking a vaccine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> isn't it, it in the, in the bucket,
2: you just watching so, it kind of going like. Mm. People used yeah. to do that. <laughs> Take vaccines, <laughs> you
1: know. I know, yeah. Because in the book, it's a uh, it's um, a placebo, isn't it? Called Phalanx, and it's not actually a, a proper vaccine. That it's like. Mm. Oh, Haven't read yeah, the book, the so
2: I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I actually yeah. don't know to be honest.
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah Why would it be uh, a placebo, kind of
2: though? I thought the whole thing was a uh, healthy host, bad
0: host. Oh, no. sorry, healthy host, good host. Sick host, bad host. Is it was it a company that were trying to pretty much react to the outbreak and they thought they'd come up with a cure, but it actually was very ineffectual um, and, and ended up being pretty much a, a non-starter. But they, they kept propagating the lie that it was yeah. the cure and it kept yeah. more and more people were taking it and then the outbreak kept worsening and worsening and stuff like that the book, book's, mm. books, the books are awesome because it's it's an oral history of during the war and post-war and it talks about some of the like the most insanely ambitious battles like I think it's the Battle of Yonkers where like the swarms and the hordes that Max Brooks wrote about was like a million or two people like in the zombies and then they're like they bottlenecked them, and then have this like battle station set up and it's pretty much like explosions and rockets and stuff in the are to shorting out the horde before it approaches the front lines like and there's the scope of the escape of uh um of the movie or the book sorry um it, it was the best uh uh uh, uh example of um slow moving zombies and how you can actually use their numbers as a real weapon and how you can describe it as a real terrifying experience and just the the kind of anticipation of them because you know they're on the horizon they're coming mm-hmm. closer and the way he builds the scenes and in the way he kind of like fleshes out these battle scenes and uh, like it's fucking incredible. Like, I, I think the movie does a really good job as well with the fast zombies and how it's so frenetic and how it's like, it's like a, a wave. Like, it looks really far away and it's all mm. of a sudden it crashes all over you and you're, you're soaking wet, you know, that kind of thing. And that's kind of what way it is with the zombies and this where it's like, it's kind of almost like, oh, they're really far away. And then because they're so fast, they're just like on top of you. And then it's just a mm. hundred miles an hour until you run through the end of that scene. And like, it's very different than the book, but both of them do it, I think, very effectively, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, I talk so much. I thought I give I give everybody else a chance. (laughs) No, it's like something shiny. (laughs) Um,
2: But I did. I I thought when I was watching this film, I thought that uh, I thought the scene where he actually kind of injected himself and became an impure host, I thought was an interesting take on it. I yeah. remember there was a line in it where he said, and I did like this line, actually, where he said it was just like a rock in a river. And and they were exactly right. Because that yeah. kid, yeah. Hmm. the old guy, I didn't get it. I actually, to be honest with you, my brain jumped to that. It's a blood type or that it's, a, you know, just mm. a, it's a it's a, a pheromone, something yeah. like that. I didn't know. You know, your, your brain's jumping. I think yeah. they were fatal. And I thought that terminal. was such a dark ter- terminal. Thank you. Uh, I thought that was such a dark take because uh, there was that kid. And w- and when he's, he's just like, he's got nowhere to go. Mm. And he was, and, and he was bald and stuff like that. And I just thought like, so hot, like, you know, the same type of perhaps he was, you know, he, he was uchaemia, a cancer patient, leukemia yeah, yeah. or something like that, mm. something awful. And, and he ducks and he puts his hands over his head. Cause he's just like, you're just fucked. It's almost just taking the fetal position. Like what else are you going to do? And, mm. um, but they actually moved around them like a, like a rock in a river. And I remember mm-hmm. when he used that line, I remember just thinking, I remember thinking that that was good storytelling because it was almost yeah. exactly true. And it mm-hmm. wasn't a metaphor that I had taught of when I was watching it, but when it was introduced to me later, I looked back at it and it went, actually, it's an interesting way of describing it. And I always think that something like that is kind of great storytelling because it's making you rewatch something in your own head that you've already watched. Yeah. the dialogue and I think that's very fucking clever when it does that again like it, it's funny to hear you guys talk about the ending because I always felt like up to the point where Brad Pitt gets I didn't realize that when Brad Pitt is messing there and the guy goes if he takes anything from the left tray or whatever it was he's fucked he's done yeah. and, you know, it's not this yeah. isn't yeah. A, the, the common cold this isn't even SARS this is like mm. you, you're fucked dude you're fucked fucked yeah, fucked and yeah. um, but I remember when he was walking out and he stopped to get a call because, of course, he did. Um, but I remember thinking, like... Grape. Grape. There we go. Grape. <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, um, this is cool. And he's walking by and eventually they're all running. And again, he's like the rock in the river. He's just mm. walking. And they are running around him like he does not exist. One of them bumps into him. Like, one of them yeah. literally should, like bump, runs into his shoulder and mm. he just keeps on walking. And then... It was the end of the film. Like, then they had, like, oh, the rollout has been blah, blah, blah. Now we have, like, and I was going, really? I remember I remember feeling like I'd watched step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and ten of the film. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I remember just thinking that, like, it was most of the film. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That made sense to me. But I felt like there was a nine. I yeah. felt like there was a nine. I felt like there was a time where they got him out, stay because I didn't know what he took. Like, yeah. they stabilize him, that they, they get him, and then they're like, you know, they, they they work forward with a vaccine. And I remember just thinking that they got there too quick. How did they manage to get the rollout on so quick? And I remember just thinking that the end was rushed. But I remember thinking that it was ultimately a clever film. Like, a smarter film than I could make. It's not one of those things where you're kind of like an armchair director in your head. Mm. I remember thinking, it's a well-made film. Well, I it, it was far from a perfect film, but it was a well-made film. Mm. And it was an original kind of concept on the zombie take. So I have to mm-hmm. say I respect it. But do you think that, that do you think that do you guys think that maybe they softened it up at the ends a little bit too much? Oh, no, they it's, did like 100 like, percent. But um... do you both agree? Because you both seem to have knowledge of the of the book and the alternate ending. Again, I, I, I it's all completely new information to me.
1: I could always go more if something is good because, you know, Mm. I I don't mind long films. I don't mind extended cuts. I mean, a lot of the rings only exist in extended cuts as far as I'm concerned. Um, (laughs) Testify. Yeah. (laughs) Because, yeah, I was kind of, um, when I went to the book, I was kind of intrigued um, by, you know, the elements that you you don't see, obviously the global aspects that we talked about, but the fact that like at the end all the zombies are on this ocean floor. You know, it was like those of them just stuck around and just falling into the <laughs> sea. You know, they don't drown and they, and they don't die. Yeah. So they're just chilling on the floor <laughs> of the ocean mm. uh, or on mountain peaks and up where that they freeze so they don't decompose. And I'm just like, that's genius. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would like to have kind of seen a bit, bit more of that. Um, you know, then rounding it off and re- no, rebuilding civilization. I didn't need maybe much, yeah. um, but yeah, just a bit more of that character development. And you know, I'm, I've been guilty of kind of rushing endings and things like that. And you know, there are plenty of films that do it, especially horror films, because they're sticking that that landing at the end is like seems to be the thing that horror films struggle against. The most.
0: Uh, we talk about um, it a lot here. Then um,
1: yeah, he even right. said
2: that that's so symptomatic of something I say. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a rot I'm in, and that's just, it's like. Like, you know, triple vault, absolutely over it. And it's pure Simone Biles. And it's it's, it's her her absolute peak. And Mm. she breaks her leg on the landing. Exactly. And it's so Mm. frustrating. Every
1: single horror film I've seen recently has been like that. I mean, I've been trying to find some good ones. But even um, Hereditary, you know, Mm. fantastic, incredibly unsettling, horrible, horrible film. And yet the ending, I'm like, why? Why? Uh, You didn't set any of this up. And I think yeah, what was it? Might fall into that, but less so. Maybe maybe it's saved by the action film sort of roundup thing. Yeah, in in terms of entertainment, it's hard
2: to say. In terms um, of entertainment, it's hard to say that this was not a good film. But hmm. I, I do remember, and it just makes sense to me now, as in the thing I was going to critique was that the ending was just like, and yeah, everything, it just kind of works out from this point. He's hmm. in Wales, and he's fine, and now the world is fine. No, <laughs> don't worry about it. Hey, what are you yeah, still yeah. doing here? <laughs> Get a beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's, yeah, I think it's... I mean, yeah, I was gonna say like the independence day ending where, you know, they crash it, they have one kind of witty, witty bit of banter and you just have this like scene of all these other people bringing down all these other ships, <laughs> yeah, all their yeah. stories go completely untold. Yeah. Even though that must've been like incredibly difficult. Like it took suicide attack for the US to pull it off. Yeah, like, yeah, what, absolutely, what happened in yeah. Eastern Europe or Russia or, um, I shouldn't say Russia at the moment, should I? You know, what happened <laughs> in, like yeah, Africa. Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah, or Australia. Um, yeah, you know, what happened there? How did they bring them down? You know. What's What's going on? What are the English yeah. doing in the desert for some reason as well? <laughs> Why are you there? Don't know, <laughs> I remember Independence Day is one of those films I watched on repeat when I was a kid. Still remember pretty much every. Oh, it was a monumental <laughs> occasion, though,
0: wasn't it? Like it was a monumental occasion when that movie came out. Yeah, like you yeah. know what I mean. It was like the, the next stage of blockbuster mm. movie making. Like you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was it was fucking awesome. Like man, one thing I really liked about this movie, like I know the ending was a bit all over the place, but like the the way they kind of like, I know like the way they kind of built from from get go to like they there's not too many lulls in the story if you know what I mean. It's like the pacing was very mm. very well done. It's like the the show the freneticism of the the world that they're now living in and like even though at the ending like I think the problem with the ending was that they're really hoping for a franchise here. So they are like, even if the ending is a bit open-ended or it's a bit rushed, that we can rectify our mistakes in the sequel. And Brad Pitt tried for years and years and years to do that. Like, But like, apart yeah. from the ending, I think the pace of the movie is actually pretty good because like, they keep the lulls to a minimum. And they're like, okay... We're- we have him here. We need to get into the helicopter. So we will mm-hmm. have, we need to find him a safe haven. And then it's like, okay, safe haven. Then he escapes. And that's like, okay, what's the next thing we need to find a family safe haven so we can tell the story. And then mm-hmm. that's what I like about it that they They kind of deal with the ancillary issues very quickly and very, uh, very well on early on in the movie. So they can actually get on with the storytelling. And that's one yeah. thing. That's why the ending, I think is kind of, it moves fast. The yeah, pacing yeah. Is, is the sad. pacing
2: is quite good. Like you do, you don't ever feel like you're enough. Op- well, you're not actually. Forget how you feel. You simply aren't. Yeah. And I, I do feel like I, again, I like when action is set up well. And I'm going to give it credit here, where mm. the the little yappy motherfucking dog yeah. goes down the 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 uh, to the back carriage from like first class yeah. to second class. the airplane oh, scene. The airplane. We need to talk. And about that she's in like, general. Row, yeah. row, 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 and she's like, oh. Uh, Come here, puppy. And the puppy went, fuck this. <laughs> you oh, yeah, know? Yeah. And ran away. And <laughs> yeah. she was like, yeah. what's up with him? And then she gets drunk. And I thought it was another fucking um, Brad Pitt dream scene because he kind of wakes mm. up like that. But I didn't realize he was waking up to the sound yeah. of a real thing happening. Yeah, 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 I thought it was a good red herring. and A, r- yeah. a red herring, red herring.
0: Mm. Yeah, because exactly. they had done
2: it to us earlier. And it was just a dream. And I thought, like, a red herring, red herring? I like yeah. this. I have yeah. to say, like,
1: I mean, you know, the, the action was general.
2: set up. Great. We're just, yeah. stacking, up, just stacking up the back. What else yeah. he going to do? And mm-hmm. there was even yeah. people there still to save. But the fact of the matter is he looked and he went, no, no, no. That's no, 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 so no. far <laughs> beyond critical mass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, If I go back there to save the three people out of the 24 people, I, I just become a 25th Yeah, zombie. That's all there is exactly. to it. Like, that's all there yeah. is to it, yeah.
1: And it's just that terror of having a confined space in a sky, yes. or in the sky, not a sky, mm. <laughs> uh, you can quite easily fall out of. I mean, like whether you're scared of flying or not, everyone's scared of crashing, right? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, that having, like, zombies on a plane without sounding like a Samuel L. Jackson film. Um, uh, oh, man, it, I was waiting yeah. for you to
2: say, somebody got these zombies. Motherfucking mm, zombies. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but it was honestly just, I found that bit, Scary as hell. I think that was almost scarier than some of the sort of like the the swarming. I had the
2: claustrophobia,
1: didn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. And no... everything it's, it's freakier in silence as well because you can hear the screams of people dying, which yeah. I always think is like if you get uh, like just the the way that happens off off off, uh, off scene sometimes is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just the way that like things like that happen. You're just like, I don't want this to happen. I don't. I don't need this <laughs> at all. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh, oh man, like I don't know if I've actually seen a zombie scene in uh, an airplane before. No, like you know what I mean. It's like it was fucking very cleverly done. Because like, would you would you throw the grenade or what would you have done in that scenario?
1: I would be looking for the nearest parachute and just quietly exiting <laughs> <laughs> like, i'd just be i think a good idea yeah, i'd probably be good but then like yeah how am i going to get to the ground you know you can always yeah. uh, lock yourself within with the pilot know. <laughs> uh, yeah i think
0: so, yes yeah. yeah, it's, it's a race to the cockpit isn't it at that stage mm. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah i i love the fact that when they crash that um even though seager she has her arm cut off She's also experienced an airplane crash and she's carrying Brad Pitt <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to the WHR. Yeah, she's
1: badass. Yeah. yeah. I like that scene. Yeah. And it's always good to have like um also, yeah, just like the, the difference in characters, I think, is quite interesting in World War Z as well. You meet a lot of different people and a lot of different kind of mindsets, which I think is maybe the the closest kind of sort of homage to the book and yeah. how yeah, shit's going down in different ways to different people. Um, but yeah. I think it was, yeah, it's fantastic that scene. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I want to watch it again, actually. I might just watch uh, it today. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking, um, I did like the, the different tactics. That's one thing I always love about um, mm. when you make a, a story kind of global or whatever, the different people look at come to different solutions for the same scenario. And uh, like mm-hmm. that was the one of the better things about um, World War Z that like he kind of got to see the different tactics. And like in his, in the search for Patient Zero, uh, Brad Pitt ends up finding the, the kind of the cure. And that's what mm-hmm. I love about it, like the the questions that he's looking to be answered throughout the movie by other people. A lot of the times yeah. he actually end up coming up with a solution himself mm-hmm. from from actually being through all those experiences. Nobody would always say we're the sum of all of our experiences or whatever. And like through his journey. That mm-hmm. every single thing, if he hadn't experienced him the exact way he experienced him, he wouldn't have yeah. actually come to the conclusion. He works it backwards. There's that great
2: scene where he's mm. on the
0: plane talking to the Israeli uh,
2: soldier whose hand he cut off. Yeah. And he does, he does like retroactively kind of work it back. At his, and and then, but he calls the, herself
0: the, a liability, and that's how he figures it out.
2: That was it. That was it. But that triggered a cascade of thought, yeah. which I thought was actually done really well. I have to say, like, if, if somebody said to me, I love World War Z, I would say fine, because, of course, it's a really good film. If somebody said to me, I hate World War Z, I would say like, fine, because I actually thought it could have been greater. And, and, and some of us are purists. Mm. But if somebody said to me specifically that I thought that the plane scene was weak, or or something. I actually thought that scene was so intensely mm. perfect. Oh, so good. It's him coming to terms with what he's just learned. And then it's him like, and there's always I well, the scene I kinda of laugh at was just like, uh, we will soon be arriving at Cardiff Airport. We're all very lucky. Uh, yeah, I would have yeah. taken it further, and alive. We're all super lucky, alive, mm. safe <laughs> and should relax. And yeah. not worry about what's in the cargo and we're all gonna like, <laughs> <laughs> everything's great yeah. in general. you know I, I would, but I, when it all goes to shit, I just thought that scene because it has everything I, I like I, I say this a video. like I, I suffer with a lot of anxiety in my normal life, but when I'm watching mm. a film, I love that anxiety. I, I love the comfort anxiety like like where I just get mm. to sit there and like like uh, vicariously. but that had everything I love. It mm. had uh, claustrophobia. It had the fact that you're in a machine, that if it falls out of the sky, that'll kill you. All of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had the fact that the attack was coming from behind you. You were not armed. I think, like, the, 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 the soldier herself, I think she had, like, one gun. Yeah, uh, handgun. Mm, and it was a grenade, obviously. We know it yeah. was a grenade. Um, but, you're, you, but you're fucked. I mean, even, like, again, the, the, he was, like, the, the, best, the best plan you had was to blow up the plate. That mm. was your best chance of survival. That's how fucking tense that scene was. <laughs> but you've gone up to plane, no? Oh, yeah. It probably would have been my like, just in case, like nothing's actually happening. I'd be like, uh just grenade into business class. <laughs> 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 Sorry, could I get another uh, glass of boom, champagne? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's one uh, way to summon an attendant.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know what? If it is one of the zombies, it's, it's probably one of the commoners. Can I have a champagne <laughs> and a odd <green> <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought that was phenomenal. I, I thought that was <clears> a <throat> ten out of ten. I wouldn't take <clears throat> when it, when a film has a scene mm-hmm. and whatever you could take it or save it. You don't want to just film has an, a scene. It's like uh, when uh, uh Trinity and Neo. You know when they, they take the bottom floor of the building. Isn't yeah. it just one of those oh, most flawless scenes where you're just thinking like mm. everything from the time he walks through the metal detector until he gets into mm-hmm. the elevator, it's one of the most perfect scenes of cinema I've ever seen. And this scene was literally uh, for me on that level. Of course, it wasn't as um uh, it wasn't as clean cut, it wasn't as well organized, but the chaos was kind of the point. So that's not a drawback for me. I just mm. thought it was one of the most one of the best zombie scenes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I really, I really do think that.
0: One thing I liked Agreed. about it didn't slow down the action too much in World War Z, like that, that's an issue I have with some of uh, Zack Snyder's movies. That um, he kind of has a tendency to slow down the action. And like, mm. it, like uh, if what's the point of making your zombies fast if you're going to show them in slow motion the whole time? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, it's like I like fast paced action. Like, it's like, if you've ever been in, in a fight or anything in real life, if you ever see real like battles or whatever, real footage, and like what always is the case is that it's frenetic or it's, it's high pace, it's messy. It's like it's not really like poetry in motion. It's like it's craziness. It's like something noticed in the previous podcast. It's like you got two people, one person's trying to kill the other person, whilst the other person's trying to kill you. Like you know that kind of thing. So it's messy. It's going to be horrible, and I hate when they, they slow the action down because when you have a swarm coming at you, you want to see what that person's experiencing in real time how that swarm is really the threat they actually are, you know, like how they are. Because like, with slow zombies, you, you show them in real time because you want to see the slowness, the anticipation, all these things. But if it's a swarm, it's the, in the, it's the exact opposite. But you want to see it in the exact same way where you want to see them coming at you 100 miles an hour and like slow and stuff down like that. Zack Snyder's interpret how they're doing that. But World War Z, I thought did it well, where they kept the, the action fast that we actually got to see what the real threat of the zombie uh, horde was. That they like, you know, they barrel at you ninety miles an hour, one hundred miles an hour, and there's no stopping them. Like you know, they'll run themselves off a cliff, like wild buffalo, being like uh, scared or you know or some shit. It's like they they've no, as it, they've no sense of self-preservation. And because of that, they're willing to just barrel their way through and over each other. And because even the scene in Israel is a perfect example of it, where they just kind of pile and pile and pile up on each other until they finally breach the wall. It's like a human ladder. And then as soon as they, they breach the dam, you know, just the, the waves and the flood come straight in and just pour over everything. As soon as one zombie comes in and affects one person, 12 seconds later, another person's getting attacked and affected and so on and so forth. Yeah. And that's what I loved about this, that they showed you the threat. And in the, like, you know what I mean? They really conveyed the nature of it. Yeah. But,
2: like, zombies are 10 down,
0: but now they're 11 up.
2: Yeah. So it's not like, you know, like the number isn't as simple. If you have, like, Nazis versus allies and you Mm. shoot a Nazi, that's a Nazi down. Boo Nazis, not safe boo. Safe boo. Pretty safe boo. boo. Pretty Pretty safe boo. Pretty safe boo. boo. (laughs) But I I do think that um, for me, the the weird thing, the thing that I, I, to be honest with you, I'm quite uncomfortable saying that because I'm not excuse me, Genuinely not trying to make a joke, but it, it seemed like cancer taking taken over the system. Yeah, that's, you the, know, that's like the, like the whole Andrew, planet. It was a yeah, living You organism, know what it was? It was it a was violent organism. Exactly. When it when it came over, it was like it was literally bleeding in. Yeah. And it was all these innocent people. And I don't mind only, like it was based in Israel, where there seemed to be this kind of kumbaya moment yeah. between Palestinians and Israel, because that's what a mutually a mutual enemy kind of does and they sang and they danced together and it was just really but it literally encroached like across the land not like as a single enemy across the land and and then it just came in and it just started to spread and that was like so like as in it literally just for me I remember just thinking that it was a world cancer yeah and again, I'm not. I know yeah. I've been making no, jokes. No, so no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that, trying. No, to that be... is
0: a perfect fucking analogy because, like, yeah. uh, like that's. I think it's the uh, like. If you look at a story like The Strain, um, the TV series and uh, the TV series, and I just finished the books and shit. That they really, really lean in on that. That it is a viral strain. That like you have mm. all these things that like you know it. It, it, is a, it is a monster or whatever. But the way it acts, the way it interacts with its environment, the way it interacts with its victims, the way it like spreads it actually is just a living embodiment of a virus. And if you look Mm. at like how a virus would kind of swarm your immune system, that's the way the swarm kind of interacts with its environment in World War Z because it's like the swarm is the disease and the immune system is the world and that's why they kind of mm. swarm over everything because you're just looking for new hosts because what does a virus do? It looks for a healthy host so it can const- uh, constantly replicate itself so it creates a, a new life cycle and that's what a good virus does. It doesn't actually kill its host it actually tries to find a way of living and coinciding with the host like, and it's like, like a weird symbiotic relationship. That's why the likes of HIV and AIDS when they came around they were considered a bad virus in air quotes if you know what I'm saying because they actually kill the there host were, yeah, same, with, same with cancer oftentimes. There was that hate around it yeah. as well. It was the gay, the gay yeah. virus. Oh, that's, that's why, you like the common cold or flus are so prevalent because they find a way of living with humans and constantly mutating so they can come back, infect us, but oftentimes not kill us. And like that's what this World War Z does is constantly replicating. That's why the swarm interacts the way it does mm. and reacts the way it does. Two
2: down, three up. Yeah. Uh, or maybe like 10 down and one up as in like, but so what? Like the number is huge.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you
2: know, the number is huge. So even yeah. when you're making strides, like there was that great scene with the helicopter and he's got whatever, uh, a Gatling gun and yeah. they're, they're, they're they're absolutely shooting at the pile. But unless you're getting headshots, they basically don't stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was such it was such a, a truly, truly, um, What's epic. the word apocalyptic? Mm. Well, epic mm-hmm. boss apocalyptic um film. But, uh, I, I just thought it was so excellently done. Like mm-hmm. unabashed. Yeah. It was not fucking around. It wasn't about surviving and it wasn't Sean of the Dead and it wasn't about getting to the local and stuff again, which yeah. there's it's definitely room no for. Left. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it went it went huge. It went huge. Yeah. There were just endless aggression.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the way like they have that fleet out just in the middle of the ocean, like and shit like that. It's just like they've nowhere to go. It's just sitting there, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. like that's what I loved about it. it. It it really shows that like in that kind of scenario when you have an enemy that that's fervent that can spread so quickly that you really run out of safe spaces so so fast. Like and and uh, there's no offense before you can create a good defense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about World War Z that it was just like human. It was all about survival, and then we can try to figure it out. And that's what's like, let's get Jerry out here. That's what your material was all about. I need you, Jerry, you know, get him out here. He needs to survive so we can actually figure it out. That's kind of what the whole movie is. It's like in Contagion, they are trying to find out the patient zero. And it's all about that's what I love about it. It's like it, it has this kind of investigation kind of aspect to it. And it has the whole thing with the virus and shit that it actually went about it, not about it as if it was a zombie movie. That was that you had this investigator trying to figure out this uh a virus you know what i mean that like it focused more on the kind of epidemiological side of things than it did about the whole horror and zombie aspect kind of thing you know mm. what you think ben
2: yeah
1: no i think so it's, it's very existential and it's very um yeah it's not just like a slap action film isn't it it's just kind of like uh it does have a like, I, yeah, I wouldn't say the most depth I've ever seen in that sort of film, yeah. but a lot more depth in general. And so, yeah, that's why I think it, it does definitely stand out for me. I mean, remember when I saw it, it was, yeah, it was kind of <laughs> a very, it, it always I find if there's like a what if and if I want to know more, yeah. if I'm kind of like um, not angry at the film for missing stuff out, but like, oh, I want to see the bits that this and we're talking about and show me more of North Korea and yeah, uh, sort or- of stuff. Like, it's, mm. it's kind of done its job a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, as long as there are not too many questions. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's why it stands out.
0: Would you like to have seen the sequels that Brad Pitt was trying to get off the ground? Because David Fincher was linked to, yeah, Natasha, that's yeah. the stage, that, that would have been very interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Fincher, and I think it's that would have been cool. I think, yeah, it would have been, have to be a completely different character, like a whole new setup. Um Yeah, I think it would have been good. I'm, I'm always up for it. More zombies. <laughs>
0: yeah, how about you, Noel, before we get the fuck out here, would you like to see a sequel to this? Yeah, actually, I do think I'd earned that. I do. Yeah. I would like to, like, I mean, the
2: fact, if the only thing I can really takeaway is that i think it avoided the more visceral side of it yeah that's fine like uh, after watching the film and how well it was executed i think that that's just like a personal preference i hate when somebody kind of dummies away from something that is quite vicious um yeah. but that's fine uh i actually thought the film was well enough executed that i would have definitely liked to have seen a sequel yeah. and i would like see brad pitt involved because he was of course he's just he is a great actor yeah. um and, yeah, I, 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 I've definitely seen films get sequels that deserve them an mm. awful lot less than World War Z, an <laughs> awful lot less. Yeah. So, yes, if I'm in a yes or no camp, of course I'm yes.
0: Yeah, I, I think at this stage, if we don't see a sequel, I'd like to see the rights revert back to Max Brooks and maybe we'll see it as a TV series mm. because you could really do, like, an anthology almost where oh, each, yeah. each story you have. That'd be really cool. Yeah, of you know, it, it, it's, it's, like, it's limitless. Like, why
2: not, like, the Highlands of Scotland?
0: Mm. Sorry mm. there. Anyway,
2: well, well, no, this you know what I, I mean. Anywhere but you a, don't need
0: to diverge. That's what I'm saying. The book does everything you need. Like the book splits it all up, it goes to all these different places, it has this constructed timeline that shows you the different stages of the zombie outbreak, the war, the post-war, and all these things. All you have to do is look at the book, get Max Brooks on as a showrunner. And just use that as a blueprint. You could even have it as an anthology, as I was saying that every episode and the way the book is pieced up, it, it, it's perfect for that. Because every mm. episode, you just have the, the UN um, investigator, like Brad Pitt's character. You have him going out and you just say, okay, tell us your story. And it could just be a person sitting down in front of a video camera or a phone or something to go, okay, this is my story. And then cut to, and then that's the episode. Like it's mm. it'd be so easy to do. Like, and it'd be so counter. effective. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he, it's just him going back, deconstruct the war, deconstruct how people figured out a way of killing the zombies and also finding out the the source and the cause of the infection. And like, Mm. I think like, you know, there's so much in the book that, uh, you would have needed a series of movies to do, and if they don't get the series, I'd love to see Max Brooks getting the rights and maybe coming on. Like that's why I don't understand when people write a book and they go, "Oh, I'm going to write it myself." But, but he already did it for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get yeah. him on. Nobody knows these characters <laughs> in this world better than this person. Like, so just get. Like, I just don't. like I'm so... planning on
2: doing this. to Ben's books. Be like, <laughs> yeah.
0: This is yeah, yeah. That's good, but like you
2: know, yeah, ninety-nine tanks. Hundred
0: You're welcome,
2: Ben, uh, if you even are. That's what I'm going to do. I just literally kind of go like, you know, and she had her heart broke. She actually, her species has two hearts, and they (laughs) both (laughs) got (laughs) broke. Boom!
0: Better writer, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. I just, don't, I, I just don't like it when they're going like, oh, I love the world you built. I love your story, and I'm going to change this, 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 yeah, this. Yeah, I was this, yeah. this. like, do you like my story, or are you just I like my brand? There, there is a thing you know what where, I mean? like,
2: where it becomes intellectual property, and it's an unfortunate thing, and it's not something I necessarily agree with, but it's something that obviously exists in a legal space, yeah, uh, because it, it gets uh, desensitized or it gets, uh you know, kind of changed. And uh, I do think it's unfortunate. Something. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's examples of it working. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just when the intellectual property because that's kind of what you said. If the intellectual property reverts back, yeah, that they can actually take a longer format because it it does lend itself to a longer format. hundred percent. It is the end of the world. Like it's yeah. not just it's, it's not Shaun of the Dead global not, story as well. It's like. not cute. It's complete and total
0: infection on a huge yeah.
2: scale of millions of billions. So yeah, I, I, I would I would love that too. I really would.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just think it makes so much more sense because not only is the book like successful, it's so two million copies. So Max Brooks knows what the audience wants. He has like two mm-hmm. uh, potentially two million readers. And he I knows not only from- does he know Sorry, what like.
2: they want, he knows he got it right.
0: Yeah, exactly. You so you know what I mean? mean? It like makes that's no it's... sense, like because like I, I just think like there's so much you could do with the world that he's created that they didn't do that's left off the table, or whatever it's like it's just kind of the, the longer form of storytelling. I think we're just a bit spoiled because of all the streaming platforms We get that a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, three movies would have satiated us, but now we're like, Oh, give me 10 hours, you know. But like I just think this is a world that's right for the picking. And I'd love to see it in the longer form. Um, and hopefully that if the movies don't get made, that Max Brooks gets the rights back and he's involved because you know he's done it right once. Why why can't he do it right twice? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um but like anybody else want to say anything else about World War Z, we get the fuck out here. It is the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of <laughs> the world as we yeah. know
1: it. Back to Independence Day. Then, I'm yeah. literally going to listen
2: to that song
0: right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's in my head and I've yeah. had a drink. <laughs> um, all right, folks. Um, I'm your host, Vincent Green.
2: I'm your host, No John Toohey.
0: And that was World War Z. This is Invasion of poly Snatchers. And that was Ben Galley. Thanks, Ben. That was fucking awesome. Thank you very friend. much. It's great to be here.
2: <laughs> Let's go. Uh, actually, Ben, before you go here. Yeah, before we go
0: here. Tell the folks know, where they can the find gun. you. Sorry, yeah, tell the folks <laughs> where they can find you.
1: Yeah, um, you can find me online pretty much everywhere bengali.com uh, or linktree forward slash bengali for all my books, website, news, Patreon, Discord, uh free kittens. Dragon Anatomy, but I don't know, whatever you want. <laughs> it's all online.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you say free kittens? <laughs> free kittens, yeah, that's, that's my favorite
1: bri- favorite bribing uh material.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, awesome. guys,
2: um check him out. He's um I'm a big fan of Vinny as a writer, and Vinny is apparently a huge fan of Bengali's writers, so like the the Padawan and the Master and stuff. So just just please do uh support your local artists, that kind of shit. And ben, he's been. <laughs> An absolute uh, gent. And um, thanks for being there with us. Man, thank thank you for
0: having me. It's been fun. Thanks very much. See you next time, motherfuckers. Next time. You didn't say peace, no? Peaches. (laughs) Good luck.